Nothing has come close to 2024 since 94. The leadership of the party is not on board and it's a ploy to get him out. That's the title of this video, we must liberate <laughs> it. <laughs> I never thought in my life I'd be sitting across with the VF Plus. Welcome to coalition <laughs> politics, eh? Spread the fire. Welcome back to SMWX. Today I'm very glad to be joined by the chairperson of Action SA in Gauteng, Bongani Zakala Baloi. <laughs> Leadership, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for having me on the show, man. I think yeah. we need to throw in the horns as well for the tap. Yeah, show. exactly. Yes. <laughs> there we <Tigo> go. Touch vibes. <laughs> uh, bro, it's good to have you back. Thank you, thank uh, you. You've been on SMWX before, mm -hmm. one of the first people to acknowledge this platform. So we, we're glad to have you back. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to start in Joburg mm. because... Zakal in Joburg. Oh my goodness, this is going to be a good one, I can tell. Yeah, absolutely. Zakala, um, because there's so much going on, coalitions are coming together, they're breaking apart, new speaker, new mayor. And I find your voice interesting because you analyze politics in an interesting way. You're in the, you're in the arena, but you also have an interesting analysis. Yeah. Can you help us understand what is going on in Joburg right now? Yeah. I think, uh, firstly, uh, 2021 elections delivered an interesting result. Mm -hmm. No one has, of the political parties, have majority. So voters have forced us to find each other to build a coalition government. Mm. So, so that has delivered for in the first instance where the Johannesburg uh, mayor was elected without a coalition agreement. So many people don't appreciate that before they were elected, there was no coalition agreement. Wow. So this famous agreement only came afterwards. After. So the agreement comes after because the DA collapsed talks two days before the inaugural council meetings. And now when okay. Mayor Palazzi was elected, she was shocked. <laughs> okay, now I'm here, I'm the mayor. Wow. Uh, first uh, woman mayor for Johannesburg, fantastic mm. kudos to her. Mm. And now then they realize that how do you stabilize these governments? Because now you've got a DA mayor, DA speaker, DA chief group of council, mm. which are very three leaders of three important institutions of council. Sure. So now they get elected and they realize we've got a responsibility to form a coalition. Mm. And then they put parties around the table, exclude the EFF that contributed in the vote. And that's a very important important point okay. that I want to really stress Please, because yeah, yeah, explain without, that with, without the vote of the EFF, there would have never been a successful coalition government that has been elected hmm. in all three municipalities. While Tswane and less, uh, less role of an EFF, but in Eguruleni and City of Johannesburg, hmm. EFF was actually the party that voted for their a vote determined who becomes the executive. Hmm. And that's material and that's a fact of, 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 of life we must live with hmm. because we are comfortable in taking an EFF vote for nothing. And hmm. Because it suits us, because EFF is put in a position where they say we are the better devil and they vote for us and get nothing out of it. And we, we thought that is a comfortable space for us to be in. But still, let's keep demonizing them. Hmm. And because we say they represent this evil and this uh, collapse of society potentially when they come into power because of who they are and how they run their affairs. So, But we've been very happy to accept their votes because it served us. Hmm. And behind closed doors, there's constant conversations with with EFF and nobody wants to own it in public to say That's but we keep speaking to EFF to sustain these governments. Mm. So Johannesburg started with a fracture of mm. the the in the coalition. It's triggered by a number of things. It's triggered by our relationship with the DA, which is a very antagonistic relationship mm. and we're always trying to outdo each other. Mm. Number two, it's triggered by the DA's uh, experience. They would say perceived arrogance, and we would say it's, it's, it's experienced arrogance, mm. that they don't actually accommodate other parties. They believe in their minds as a DA-led government. Meanwhile, it's a multi-party government. Mm. And when you make that fundamental distinction in an approach, it, it does an interesting thing in the mind. It introduces humility, mm. and it opens up the mind to collaboration and consensus building, and also understanding that there must be some uh, compromise made. So consensus, collaboration, compromise. Those mm -hmm. are very important things in, 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 in a coalition. So they, there was genuine issues raised about the misperformance of the speaker in council, former okay. speaker, Mr. Vasco, yeah. which led to 
count with the the council collapsing at key stages and being unruly I remember that there were like protests and people were like going and mm -hmm. pretending to be in handcuffs and all of that mm -hmm. at the council sitting correct. so from back there that mm. was when things started to correct mm. so in my assessment now I actually start to see that various forces who wanted to collapse the coalition waited for legitimate issues to mm. arise mm. within the coalition. I see. Now, the environment within the coalition was such that there was a voice of cope with one vote, mm. which is Colleen Makobela, which had legitimate issues to raise against Vasco da Gama. Right, right. And her experience as a chair of chair, mm. relying on the speaker to appoint people and for specific programs she was running, mm. and those not being supported, and her feeling isolated, and her feeling from her structures, why are you in this when we see no value for our party, at least our constituency being taken care of? Sure. So these are the things I can say uh, without fear or favor, because yeah. I've had a difficult conversation with Colleen mm. when all of this happening and because I realized that in the coalition there was a narrative about her that was being sponsored that she's an angry black woman mm. you know it's so angry so that's the easiest thing to put on on, on anybody and sure. then everybody moves away from you sure but I was curious because I didn't think that's justified because who has had a conversation with her to understand her side and I really think the coalition mm. really uh, mismanaged the coalition from that perspective because we're quick to raise to get to absolute points of view about people and or oh, they're talking to the ANC, let's uh, let's condemn them to the depths mm. of the hell mm. in this world, right? And I, I really think that was an immature way of dealing with the coalition. I think the coalition should have engaged immediately, called people around the table and said, you've got issues, let's resolve those issues. That would have given her the space to say what she needed to say and mm. for the coalition to actually deal with the substance of what she was saying. Never mind what then she did later. Uh, I may not agree with her, but I can appreciate its brilliance. It's actually hard to think now that she was part of that. I, I didn't even think about her being part of that original coalition because of how things have flipped. At this point. Yeah. So, so I think um, when, when I lose uh, in situations, nothing stops me from still marveling at how I lost mm. and how brilliant the other person was was mm. and how they moved but how Colleen moved I preempted it and I told our guys that mm. this is going to happen we must intervene and don't cast an aspersion against yeah. her let's intervene decisively mm. and deal with the substance of what she's raising to try mm. and resolve it internally at least if you open the door there's still that yeah. conversation yeah. that did not happen Colleen was able to then start being engaged outside with other forces using the legitimate uh, things that she was raising that were not dealt with uh, by the coalition. Mm. And I say this without having the, the, the view that I need to defend the coalition. Sure. Because I also appreciate honesty in these conversations and mm. self-reflecting. Because if we don't do that, we'll project this image about this coalition that it has not made mistakes yeah. and it does not take blame for what has transpired. That is someone else's responsibility, but never how we dealt with this. And I really think that uh, we must be honest with because it's, it's in Gauteng, at least, we're investing in the institution of coalitions. Mm. And if we don't, from a, a, from a recognition point of view, learn from these things and, and be honest about them, there's no value in them yeah. that you have learned and, and people can get assurance that you have learned indeed. So Colleen then mm. mobilized outside, mm. found friendly forces outside, and because she was being demonized, uh, it also built momentum for her on the other side. Yeah. Uh, and we did not deal with it properly, and we underestimated her as well. Mm. And she had a fight. She has got an enormous and tremendous fighting spirit. So the worst of all, she had to prove to people that she's not just an angry black woman and this uh, tag being stuck to her, but mm. she's got substance. And her party, and fractured as it is, there's a faction that backs her, and you can't just yeah. fire her. Mm. You have to deal with her. And now she's back, and I said to people before, um, there's two eventualities here. Mm. One is that the cope fires her, she goes away. Mm. Number two is that they can't fire her and then she's still there. Are you going to keep demonizing her? Mm. At some stage, there must be mature heads that say, let's engage and let's find each other. Yeah. But alas, we are here now. It did We're not happen. Now. So then mobilized outside, there's mm. the election of the of the speaker, which started to confirm what would happen. Yeah. And she was elected as speaker in council. And then 
the, there was an election, a vote of the conference on the mayor, mm. a, a contested process legally. So, and for me, I think the DA is right in pursuing the legal principle, just to confirm to all of us mm. in terms of the law how things must happen. Uh, but uh, they won't win the battle because PA has moved over. Now let's mm. let's go back and ask the question: How does PA move over? Yeah, that's also. So we've got Cope and uh, Colleen Makubela now yeah. speaker as a key key person who gets alienated in some ways. Yeah, PA. So in the conversation when there's a vacancy of speaker, we then say to the DA, now is the time to remedy the imbalance. Yeah. In terms of the coalition agreement, IFP should be should hold the position of uh, MPEC chair. Mm -hmm. That position is held by UDM, not IFP. Okay. So if we regard a agreement as sacrosanct, why don't we deal with this? And then we said, let's remedy it. Because I'm also aware of what is happening around and people speaking to different parties. Sure. And I'm seeing an opportunity for us to deepen the participation of IFP mm. into this coalition and PA as well. Mm. So we make the proposal to the multi-party coalition, which is rejected by DA but accepted by everybody. Mm. And the DA says the coalition agreement of science says we are entitled to this position mm. and we can't amend this ad hoc as and when. And you're saying, but that's not the question. Yeah. The question is that we've got an opportunity now to deepen participation and stabilize coalition and guarantee that this coalition lasts for a longer period of time. Mm. What makes this difficult is that you're working with many parties. Sure, sure. It's the DA, uh, IFP, uh, VF Plus. I never thought in my life I'd be sitting across with the VF Plus sure. having a conversation about yeah. uh, governing. Welcome to coalition <laughs> politics. Eh? It's, yeah. it's the most awkward thing for me mm. because of how I've understood their politics and how I never thought there would be a point of meeting of the minds. Mm about what we do. Have you, have you seen that with them? Have you been able to actually find pragmatic common ground? They are very pragmatic. Interesting. They, they, in fact, it's one party that is more about how do we stabilize the coalition than most parties. <laughs> wow. It's the party that's always in the center. Mm. <laughs> it's the party that must <laughs> draw people to the center. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that's a strange that's thing. so funny, yeah. So, so I've had to deal with this thing and my political background and my understanding mm. of their politics, I never thought I'd be sitting around, but this is politics, yeah, these here we things are. happen. Mm. So we raised the point, even Freedom Front Plus uh, supports it, mm. uh, and the DA declines. Mm. So when we are still persuading them, uh, they decline, and we accept because you, it's not a majority thing, it has, be, it has to be a consensus part. Right. We accept that we've lost that argument and that we are unable to persuade the DA mm. because the question they're responding to is a selfish question, not about the coalition, it's about a position they believe is theirs, they're entitled to. Can I ask you a question before you, you mm -hmm. carry on with the narrative? Do you think that had the DA been more flexible in that moment and, and brought the IFP in, we would be in a different situation now? It would have. It would have made the position that PA would have taken a far more difficult position to take. Mm. And PA was looking for an excuse to exit, and we gave them that excuse to exit. Sure. So we would have actually trapped PA in the coalition mm. and then said, you want to get more positions, let's embark on a process. Mm. Because what the positions you are speaking about are positions for which at this stage there's no vacancy. Yeah. Now it requires us to do an, an, a, an evaluation of the entire executive and have that conversation mm. because we still wanted to ventilate why would they have an interest into a particular uh, department and not to the other. Yeah, exactly. And they would have been under serious public pressure if they alone just went with the ANC. Absolutely, yeah. for no reason yeah. Yeah. at all, mm. apart from their gain. So the mm. DA's insistence and arrogance, I mean, on the eve of such a conversation, all parties had agreed that we accept the DA's position, we're still going to remain in the coalition and vote. Mm. On the eve when we were meeting at 9 o'clock, when parties also decided to go and brief their, their executives and then come back at 10 o'clock in the eve, Evening. Yeah. Half past nine, the DA uh, publishes an opinion piece by Mr. Solim Simang, where he characterizes, oh, famous, yeah. yes, where he characterizes all of us as rent seekers, minnow parties, and mm. parties driven by greed, and parties who think coalitions, who treat coalitions like children in a playground exchanging new toys. Mm. Now, now all of us are thinking, but we don't understand because we've raised valid inputs. So when you're saying we can't, we the, an agreement is an agreement. You're presenting to the public the. Perception 
perception that we don't honor agreements. Meanwhile, the very same agreement has a clause to amend the agreement. And the agreement has already been amended twice by the DA to bring in the PA mm. one and to also deal with Swane, where in Swane we removed the speaker, which was a DA speaker, and installed the COPE speaker. Mm. So what we were trying to do in Johannesburg has been done in Swane successfully. But now there's this narrative being pushed. Mm. So at that point, we really felt defeated to saying, but how can you at this point when all of us have accepted, have debated, and now you characterize us the way you do? Mm. That was the final nail in that broke uh, the, the, the deal, and which forced, which gave PA the excuse they wanted. So DA served this on a silver platter mm. for that. And in my view, uh, never mind our antagonistic relationship, which compromised the coalition, presented the impression that it's not stable, that we're all immature, just fighting each other, notwithstanding the obvious fact that some of us are from there and it's perceived sure. as personal fights as well, yeah. which has muddied the, the, the waters and we forgot what the main thing is. Mm. And I think uh, the, the DA situation uh, has really turned to an ugly situation mm. and we must really reflect about how do we deal with some of the lies that they speak about, but at the same time, how do we, as a coalition block, present to South African stability mm. from a coalition block? And I think that's one of three choices Action SA has. And we can get to that, uh, the, the other two choices, and mm. we can expand in a bit later. But that, that's how then ultimately PA walked out. They voted for the ANC. We voted for the DA uh, candidate. Yeah. And when we got to council, we saw that the PA has gone. What's the point? Mm. And, and sometimes I struggle when people know that they don't have the votes, but they still want to contest. I don't understand those battles. When when you see that you don't have the votes but you still want to contest, what are you contesting for? Because the contest is not a substantive matter, it's a vote, it's, it's numbers. Sure. So what point are you trying to make that you lost for, for record of history? Mm. So so I struggle with things like that. So for us, we, we pursued an uh, approach to say, let's quickly accept. Let's accept democracy. <clears throat> uh, let's accept your opposition. Now the question is, what are we going to do mm. when you're in opposition? Uh, and by the way, uh, I like to remind our, our our counselors and our structures that some we pro we have projected over and above the majority the number of seats we have. Mm. We have over projected, and in Johannesburg we are below 19 percent. In Swan we are below eight eight uh, percent. In Egorulene uh, we are below eight percent as well. That's the votes. So sometimes when you listen to us in public, you would imagine that Action SA holds a far higher number. Sure, sure. But in reality, we must utilize this 18%, this 9%, this 7% to grow. Hmm. And we must realize that we can actually persuade where government goes and how stable it becomes. Hmm. The lessons from the PA situation and the COPE situation is that the coalition block will remain in unstable. As long as you have those small tipping the scales parties that can go anyway. And and you can give, you can promise those parties the world, the, the party out of power will promise mm. the, them the world plus one. Yeah. And that can constantly happen to and fro to for, fluctuate. For yeah. And for me, I've got a, a, a serious problem with accepting that mm. our future will be determined. Well, firstly, I don't have money to go anywhere else when the country goes belly. <laughs> So I can go to Limpopo in my father's village, I can go to Kaiser in my mother's village, but I'm stuck here. Mm. So I'm very uncomfortable with the approach that says, let's hold back and let's let these, these thieves, because we've characterized them as good and evil. Mm. Let's let the forces of evil continue. By the way, the very same forces of evil have a legitimate reason to be in these councils. Majority of the wards in Johannesburg voted for ANC ward councillors. Sure, sure. So we, we may not like them, but yeah. we must not forget who they represent and mm. how they actually still have majority. Maybe not in council to yeah. constitute an executive alone, sure. but the majority of the votes in black areas specifically. Mm. And that's something whether we like to or we don't, we must remember. Mm. And because they represent that constituency, we represent a constituency in the same area. Uh, so it's important for us to say, how do you stabilize government? When when you move and there's a fluctuation, six months is this coalition block, six months is this coalition yeah. block, for me it does not make any sense. Look, I, I agree and, and this is one of the things I was interested in. Um, was I saw that you then convened, 
So I'm, I'm, I'm watching Action SA with some interest because I'm seeing you doing things differently to other parties. Mm. So firstly, I'm seeing you convening and talking openly about, okay, maybe mm. we made an error here, maybe we're going to rethink. Mm. You don't hear that, that language very often, especially not so soon after something's mm. happened. And then you say, uh, we're actually going to go out and speak to people and see mm. what they think, which again is like, mm. wow, okay, that's mm. quite refreshing. Yeah. Um, but when you say you're going to rethink the coalitions, mm. in practical terms, does that mean, okay, we're going to think about potentially partnering with the ANC where we can say, look, we want this to be stable, these are our demands, um, or, or does it mean something different? And I, I don't... You know, I think South Africans are, are actually smart enough to realize the mm -hmm. difficult positions in mm -hmm. which parties are in. Yeah. And <clears throat> it doesn't help to pretend like you're doing one thing and then you do the mm -hmm. other like some parties do. We must know? be clear. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and look, every party is going to have to go back on what they said they were going to mm -hmm. do in, in, in coalition politics. Mm -hmm. So I'm... Um, I'm interested in what that the what the review was like going through mm. that and what it means going forward for what you are prepared to do in a yeah. place like Gauteng and the different cities. Well, the review is still not complete. We've got another week. Uh, okay. It will close, I think, next week, Friday, okay. with all the inputs being consolidated. Yeah, uh, And that will be very interesting because the review itself, uh, while it's still going, our president has also made his views public which has an interesting effect into the review. Sure. Uh, one, sure. people are scared, and then it presents a, a, an image that people like me are meeting secretly with the ANC, mm. uh, and our, our party is not, our leadership of the party is not on board, and it's a ploy to get him out, which is a really nonsense type of uh, a narrative, because mm. uh, these things would not happen without uh, buy-in from a senior level. Sure. So us going to Senate to say, let's review, is because we've believe the current situation is not working. Mm. Uh, the current coalition is not holding. There's too many parties. Small parties are detrimental to the coalition mm. because they're moving. So, And 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 uh, I suggested strongly to Senate uh, that maybe we're trying to respond to the wrong question. Uh, there's two questions here. One is, what is in the interest of Action SA? Mm. The second one is, what is in the interest of residents? So if it's in the interest of Action SA to sit back and say, we don't want to taint our brand and name, mm. we'll just sit this one back. We want voters to see that, uh, you see, this is the consequence of voting in this manner. Mm. And that's actually scenario one of the scenarios I spoke about earlier. Scenario one is saying to voters, you have put us in this situation. Uh, this is what uh, it means to vote incorrectly. But there's also reneging on our responsibility in a representative democracy mm. to represent people by using the 20%, the 18%, the 5% they gave us to do something in their interest with. Mm -hmm. And not everybody may appreciate and understand that. And that inherently that's filled with contradictions then. So scenario one, we sit back and watch. Yeah. Pull out of all coalitions, sit back and watch and get our hands clean. Mm -hmm. And then start pointing, you are wrong, you are wrong, you're not doing this, you're not doing this. Uh, if you want to, your budget approved, tough luck, we'll see, to issue by issue base. That's scenario one. Mm -hmm. Scenario two is a very difficult scenario. Uh, the way we as Action SA say, let's stop this fight with the DA. Let's stop fighting opposition. Let's actually consolidate the opposition block. Mm. Helen Zeller has spoken about this in many scenarios. And I think it's a pity for DA because the Helen Zeller you need now in the helm of the DA is the Helen Zeller between 2013 and 2016. What she tried to do there with consolidating the opposition, I think was probably a few years early, too early. Mm. This is the time for that Helen Zille, because she was moving in a very futuristic way, in my view. I mean, it was master strokes that she was trying to do, but the environment was not right then. Mm. The environment for that type of moves is actually now, which speaks to scenario two, mm. where there's a consolidation of all political oppositions which can work with each other sure. and reaching consensus because the question is, how do you defeat this big bad wolf being the ANC? So do we fragment? Do we fight for the same vote base and we kill each other? Or do we consolidate? Yeah. And I'm not too sure what that consolidation may mean at 
this stage. Could it mean a merger into one thing? She would be open to that hmm. because she tried that once with the ID, COPE, and uh, uh, Akhan. Mm. So she was someone who was actually saw the future and that actually we are better and stronger together. Mm. But I don't think she'll do that now. Well, that's an interesting idea but that, that I haven't, mm. I didn't realize was even possible would be a combined force yes. going into 2024, for Absolutely. example. Absolutely. That, I mean, that, that could actually govern, that, that could get a majority, you know. But potentially. I mean, imagine uh, DA, Action SA, Freedom Front, uh, IFP. And the type of consensus to do this would need to be important because it's uh, it's about what do you do? Is it a merger? Is it? I mean, how do we uh, legally constitute such a thing? Mm. But I think the principle—it's something that, in my mind, I believe is a real. Cho I think there's only three real choices; the rest are false choices. Yeah. Scenario one relates to those choices. Sure, sure. What do you do then? Yeah. So it requires us to bury the hatchet and accept that uh, we'll have to sit in the same room with Helen Zille and former DA colleagues yeah. and Freedom Front and IFP about what do we do? And somehow find yeah. And find each other. I think that's something many people will find palatable. Within that scenario, there are also two, two variants, as it mm. were. There's one where it's an official new thing, mm -hmm. or, and there's one where you retain your respective identities, but Absolutely. you cooperate. Absolutely. Yeah. But it requires the, the, the best thing in that variant is actually uh, one thing. Yeah. A merger would make sense mm. to me of all of these forces it towards would. one thing. It would, it would it would actually send a message like we are now serious about unseating the ANC. Absolutely. So that's the first scenario yeah. in my mind. Uh, second scenario. Right. I've right, spoken right. about the first scenario, which yeah, is yeah. pull back sure. and laugh, ha ha. Correct. Point fingers. Correct. Keep keep your brand identity clean. Correct. Correct. The third scenario is saying how do we stabilize these yeah. measures? Sure. Sure. And and to go full and not half-hearted Mickey Mouse business, mm. then we would say we recognize that as Action SA one, we a party just over two years. We already have some record in governance. Mm. Potentially, we could actually get to govern a metro and stabilize in a th potentially three-way alliance. Mm. Uh, so, how do you open the DA in a conversation with the ANC? Uh, then it would potentially become Action SA DA and uh, ANC. Mm. If that does not work, the next three to consider is Action SA, EFF, and ANC. Mm. And we stabilize mm. the entire province at the three-way alliance. So then wow. we, we accept that we, we have to, along this path to get to a prince, we need to kiss a few mm. uh, frogs yeah. along the way. But ultimately what that does is reduces space for small parties mm. and it stabilizes that and it becomes the, the image or the new form of a coalition or co-governance model, whatever you call it. Yeah. And that, and that's the the, the, the potential of, of that introduces stability, start projecting for the future. Wow. Because okay. in this case, <laughs> then you accept that in whatever alliance formation, mm. ANC must must be present, because you yeah, you sure. then it presents an issue of stab, relative stability because of numbers that they mm. bring, mm. Uh, and, and how you then start speaking about the future. It may be of Action SA's interest to consider this, uh, notwithstanding what our party president is saying. Mm. Sure. Uh, if if we did not have such a, a position in the party, what it would open up to is a potential to start building towards type of uh, uh, strong uh, positions that we can negotiate with the ANC mm. in 2024 mm. around economic uh, issues, justice, rule of law, and various other things as well. Because we, in, an ANC below 50% still has a great majority, and I don't see them dropping below 40%. Sure. <clears throat> Maybe that's the realist in me but others may be optimistic and think the no, challenges agree. we face now will warrant a significant and drastic turn yeah. of events. But they will still remain a dominant fact. And I think coming to an understanding about an economic policy will work better if it's ourselves, the DA and the ANC. Mm. It will be far more difficult trying to find an agreement on economic policy with uh, EFF, PAID, IFP, mm. Freedom Front, mm. and, 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 and. And any of those pieces can move at any given At any time. given point in yeah. time. So that's stability. My, my, my personal view is that 
um, the, the, the scenarios to consider the choices is the second one, which is a consolidation of opposition. Yeah. And we must be clear about that. Number two is a co-governance agreement. Mm. And the, the most stable module or approach for that or players is actually ourselves, the DA and the ANC. Mm. Uh, notwithstanding all of what we've, what we've been saying in the media, my personal view is that those yeah. two scenarios give us stability and rescues the country. Because the scenario we're saying, let's show the voters what they have done, is actually irresponsible. And just sitting back and watching all of this move in the manner that it's moving is actually yeah. equally irresponsible as well. Because there are millions of South Africans who are below the poverty line who cannot even decide what to eat today because of nothing on in their hands to put on the table. And those people do not have the choices that the middle class may have necessarily when things go bad. And when there's in when there's fluidity of government and you changing of mayors, what it means actually is that you destabilize government, uh, you create instability ability in the ecosystem of governance mm -hmm. where you create the environment for thieves to keep stealing and when they do ultimately those who suffer the most in a disproportionate manner is the poorest of the poor who need sure. intervention of government and once we do that it will be difficult to arrest the decline of governance mm -hmm. because once you there's an ecosystem professional staff start moving away there's no respect for systems processes and internal environment mm -hmm. it just collapses uh, in a spectacular way yeah. and that eventuality in, 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 in as much as it's very extreme for me is something I'm guarding against because I think I still have about 50 years left here. <laughs> so I, there's something to fight for sure, uh, sure. And, 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 I, and I hope um, these views I'm sharing here could be, could be things that people consider um, even in yeah. our party as well and also externally because much as we dislike each other with the DA and that there's a, a shared future to some extent where we need to find each other one yeah. way or another and it requires us to, uh, coming of minds and also it's important to have a conversation with the ANC about that eventuality mm. uh, and it's good that uh, the senator said to speak to everybody and speaking to everybody will understand everybody because it's beyond just ourselves we need to yeah. have an understanding and what happens when a, a DA, a J, I mean an ANC mayor comes to us with a budget proposal where he said I've included all of your uh, priorities mm. in your manifesto are you going to support the budget are we then going to say because it's ANC we are going to say no all the time. What happens to our constituents who want to service? So, so I think we need to move towards maturity and stability and uh, removal of emotions to understand that ultimately when we define the positions we hold, ultimately there are people who, uh, not like people who are on Twitter who tweet for the sake, but there are people who rely heavily on stability. That's true. Um, and, and I have to admit, um, as a resident of Joburg, right, um, look, obviously things aren't perfect, mm. but shame, you could see someone was at least trying to do basics in this coalition period. Like mm. there were some potholes that were there for three years that, you know, three months they got fixed. I saw on highways, like weeding was actually happening. I saw parts of parts of the ground that haven't seen the light mm. since uh, <laughs> who knows yes. when. So you got a sense, even though things were messy, that mm. there was some fundamental attempt to, mm. to deliver. Yeah. And that was, that was refreshing. And you realized how quickly things can turn around Absolutely. when you actually have a stable coalition that wants to, mm. wants to deliver rather than... Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, those all three scenarios have have risks and rewards. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the 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 one that that just interests me is Action SA, EFF, mm. <laughs> and ANC. Mm. I think it's probably one of the least likely ones. Yeah. But that would just it would almost confuse people into <laughs> you know because yeah. on the one hand you then. I think what Action SA brings to something like that is good governance. Mm. You've got people in there who people, for some reason, trust to be able to govern. Mm. Um, I mean, your track mm. record speaks for itself, etc. There's Ethel Trollope there, mm. you know, Mashaba did a decent job as mayor. But then you are then able to bring in a more mm. radical voter base to support mm. the city. Um, of course, the DA will, will shout, mm -hmm. you know, from the rooftops if that happens and brand you as mm -hmm. all one and the same. 
But we, we must yeah. liberate the DA. <laughs> and, and, and we must liberate ourselves. Be, I think because that's the title of this video. We must liberate. <laughs> <laughs> we must, li yeah, and, and, mm. and, and, and ourselves as well, because um, for the good of the country, the best scenario under the circumstances is Action SA, DA, yeah. and ANC. That's the sure. best scenario. That's certainly the most stable. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and this is my personal view, by mm, the way. Mm, mm. Uh, the, the next best scenario, if that first one does not work, yeah. and you are following the same principle of stability and, and uh, least amount of parties involved, mm, mm. then presents uh, Action SA, uh, EFF, and the ANC, yeah. uh, which, which potentially uh, is, is unlikely. And the fact that you throw in Action SA, say an ANC mm. there already starts your problem so yeah. even in the conf in the conversations we're having it definitely can't result in uh, a coalition or, or whatever that you would call it yeah. it has to speak about how do we sustain that part and I think it's a step in the right direction mm. uh, uh, but uh, it if we did not have uh, fears and various other uh, thinking would go to the most extreme and actually mm. get to that point yeah. but now we're still trying to protect our brand mm. And I appreciate uh, our party president and the view of Senate in, in moving there because yeah. something so significant, you have to go down gradually and see first, have conversations, let's conclude our review, let's make a determination. But my view is that we've got those scenarios yeah. uh, and unfortunately the DA is a, prom is a prominent player in these scenarios one way or the other and, yeah. the, D and the NC is a prominent player in these scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and if we can't get the two in one place, then we must consider the other. If all else was equal uh, and one could put that together, I would persuade heavily for, for that. And how soon do you think, uh, so if you conclude your review, do you think mm. that there's a chance that we might see another changeover in government? Um, or do you think it, it might come too, too late and that we are stuck with what we have for now? I think it's less likely that it would uh, stimulate a change in government. Mm. It's more likely to reflect on current uh, reality and how to stabilize. Yeah. Because even if we were to think Ecuador is an example, it's a minority government. Yeah. So without action, without EFF voting for this government, there won't be a government. Because if, yeah. if EFF and ANC vote together, they've got majority and then can constitute a new government. Mm. <clears throat> but at the same time, we we've been all too happy to accept the EFF's vote and our appreciation of them has always been to the extent of their vote and not, not anything else. Mm -hmm. And from what I gather now, they've got an interest to govern. They, and and uh, they've got in as much as a legitimate reason as all of us. Yeah. Ne never mind our fears, mm. uh, but mm. they've got a legitimate reason to do so. And what that would mean is subject to interpretations yeah. and permutations of the future. Uh, but now they realize that they want to govern as well. They're preparing themselves for the future. Mm. They've got a legitimate right to say so. And whoever engages in them in that way will appreciate that EFF support is subject to support for them to govern as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's the end. Uh, period for them for votes for nothing is, has come to an end according to my understanding sure. and now this informs us to then say what do we do this is the mm. reality mm. you know we can we can play with realities in our minds of a perfect uh, world yeah. uh, where there's no contradictions and then we've got reality and unfortunately we how we respond will be determined by what question we ask. Mm. Is it about party existence and good for the brand of the party or is it about good for the country and I think good for the country is also good for the brand of the party as well I mean uh, the two work together but mm. if we insist on one over a period of time we'll start to see and I think the EFF example is clear to me that they've reached an understanding that now they've stagnated they've done everything possible and sure. they've sustained and stagnated to mm. an extent that they're not growing but now they realize for us to get sporadic growth we need government mm. Mm. And for us as a new player, we must not uh, we must not close our eyes to this lesson. That there's a point where you stop, sure. and where the point where you need to be in government to show people your delivery, mm. and this gets more people to vote for you. Yeah. And yeah. at what point do we do that? And that speaks to part of these scenarios of holding back, being part of something, because that speaks to growth. You may upset a few people initially, but delivery. 
yeah. and stability and projection in government will help you grow uh, far more better. And I think uh, I'm appreciating that with the EFF conundrum that they face yeah. because it's a lesson we don't need to go and pay school fees for. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this is really interesting in the lead up, of course, to the big one, mm. which is 2024. Mm. And there's so many potential options, mm. you know, going into that election. Mm. Um, how are you feeling ahead of 2024, mm. and what would what at this point would be a good a good outcome, mm. you know, for you, but also yeah. for the country? And you've already alluded to the yeah. fact that you think that look, the NC is not going anywhere. Mm. Um, so, how are you thinking about that key mm. moment in in all of our lives? Because I think that yeah. nothing <clears throat> nothing has come close to 2024 mm. since 94. Look, I am excited and nervous as well uh, because I, I appreciate that it's. It's our, as Prince Machele says, our second political transition mm. uh, since 1994. So what that will mean physically, it will be uncertainty, anxiety, and disruption. And hopefully it settles. So ANC will definitely be below 50%. Uh, uh, Action SA will come into the fore with a, a reasonable number. And then we start negotiating with partners across the table. And I hope uh, one way or another, one thing I can tell you it will be affected is that a coalition will lead the Gauteng province, mm. uh, whether it's an ANC-led coalition and and, and uh, opposition-led coalition, yeah. uh, or if potentially an ANC and some or some people, uh, some other parties. And we still will have a few political uh, parties. I mean, uh, the episode from last week, uh, my former colleague, uh, my friend Ghana was very clear, Yes. even though he stopped short to confirm what we all know, that there will be other players in this space. Yeah. So there still will be f- uh, fluidity in this space, mm-hmm. but it will result into uh, a, a, I hope it will stimulate the electorate and ignite their imagination and get them to consider strongly voting yeah. because it's now options and the space will be fluid. I hope it doesn't uh, stimulate despondence again and people yeah. just sit. Yeah. So, uh, so it's exciting. I hope that uh, one the, the ANC will be out of there and if they are there, it, it will be a coalition. But I really hope, I think for my own personal uh, ambition, hopefully to become Premier of Kauteng, mm. uh, because we've been clear in the approach we're taking as a party and how we want to pursue uh, so if we, if, if we do our part well and, yeah. and really capture the imagination of South Africans and, 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 and project an election campaign that is vote for something, not against something, mm. we need to vote for something here. It's no longer a space where you vote for Mandela. Uh, personally, I don't know Mandela, so I'll never go and do something <clears throat> for somebody I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to be personal, vote for my children here. Mm. Vote for your future, your future, mm. uh, for people who will be able to deal with the very complex environment we find ourselves in. Our leaders are still stuck, uh, current leaders <clears throat> in the ANC predominantly in other parties. Their best days is their past. Mm. They, they live with a sense of nostalgia all the time. The best days, the best days. I want my best days to be ahead of me not back then. Sure. So I really hope we can convey that message mm. uh, to to people about the prosperity of their future and the work that needs to happen. And a big part of that message is reorientating South Africans to law, to, to, to law and order. I mean, to build, you can't build a society without law and order. And all of us can blame SEPs, but how many of us bribe police and how many of us are so inclined when there's a problem to want to initiate a bribe and that speaks to this type of society where sure. law and order has completely been eroded so we are currently speaking to the potential future premier here um that's see now so many things come to my mind because now i'm already thinking of how the provincial and the national you know you could say to the anc okay give us Gauteng to govern ourselves and you know then we'll be amenable to uh but look there there are thousands of scenarios we 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 can go into but there's this conundrum that i want to put to you which i've been thinking because i i've thought through and then i want to put a scenario to you since we're on the topic of scenarios right so the conundrum is we all basically if you're a sane south african you want to send a message to the anc that this is intolerable Mm. and you deserve to lose power right but then you turn around and you say what if the da is the second biggest party Mm. and the logical president of south africa 
right, would be John Steernism. But I mean, unlikely. Okay, so what I, one thing I was thinking of because uh, I was uh, like Gordon Hill mm -hmm. may probably be the leader of DA at that point. You see, that's that's a no one has has pointed this out, and I was thinking about this the other day because mm -hmm. I was like, how often are DA congresses? So you think the DA will go to a, a leadership congress yes. before 2024? Absolutely. Okay, that's interesting. But, and it would make sense because it's usually, it has to be three years or something. Next year, May. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say we've got the political yeah. analyst in the house. Okay. Hey, you're giving us, okay. <laughs> Next year, May. But even then. Yes. Gordon Hill Lewis, right? Quite impressed by the, the mm -hmm. work he's doing in Cape Town. Mm. Are we ready for? Are we ready for a white man from the DA that doesn't have a majority? Mm -hmm. In a, look, if they get a majority in an, in mm -hmm. an election, then you say you're a leader. But yeah. are we going to pluck Steenhazen or Gordon Hill Lewis and put them in the union buildings to send that message to the NC? It's that, that is a likely scenario. Mm. And telling ourselves that it won't happen, whoever is leading the DA at mm. that stage, whether mm. they happen to be white or not, mm. will, can actually happen as a consequence of the socioeconomic environment we find ourselves in. Yeah. So that is a, a possibility that uh, could happen. Mm. And that's what makes us as action and say to say, what are we going to do <laughs> to upset that scenario mm. and put ourselves in a stronger position? Mm. And that's why when him and our president say, let's grow the party in the entire country, yeah, sure. let's have provincial chairpersons, even though initially we are appointing them, after elections we'll go through our internal mm. elections, which is strategic, remove conflict and internal contestation to focus on sure. the election. So now we are growing in Musina, we are growing in uh, Palabura, we are growing Wanongoma, Zululand, in, 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 in places where, when I was previously with the DA, it was difficult to go, grow and penetrate. Mm. You go into those areas, people have material of the party. Yeah. So, so for us, our, the push to move towards a direction is to fight that likely scenario. Sure. So we put ourselves in a position where people rather say, the scenario may well be that Herman Mashab is the leader of the second biggest party in the country. Mm. Imagine Herman as a president of the country, I which mean, triggers his various... Uh, that, that's the logical other... I mean, if we really sit back, there mm. really... I mean, there are three options, right? It's either going to be the leader of the DA, mm. the leader of Action SA, or, and this is much less likely, the leader yeah. of the EFF, right? Mm -hmm. If it's going to be an opposition coalition. Mm. Um, I don't see anyone bursting onto the scene to overtake... All three yeah. of those parties. So I don't see my money doing that. I don't see Mr. Sure. Zibi doing sure. that. Sure. Mm. You know, so, and this thing is tough, hey? <laughs> <laughs> this politics thing is, is very tough. So, so ultimately, there's going to have to, and, and, and I'm, I'm hoping you're all thinking about this, mm. you know, now, but you're going to have to present the country with someone, if in that scenario, mm. someone that that we can believe in sufficiently mm. that the ANC does not look like a preferable option. And, and we can't mm. ignore that President Ramaphosa, for mm. all his uh, mm. follies, yeah. um, still is quite a popular person, mm. still somehow retains some mm. air of respectability, you know. Mm. So how do you, how do you navigate around that, that well, difficulty? Scenario um, two mm. uh, with, the co with the mobilizing of the entire coalition yeah. can sufficiently deal with that mm. because the coalition can then say, as a coalition block, this is our cabinet. Yeah. Never mind just president, sure. but they can present an entire executive mm. and say uh, nationally, this is our end. So they can actually effectively deal with sure. that picture at a national national mm. level. Mm. But the other two scenarios makes it difficult because it's everybody for themselves. Yeah. And the everybody for themselves with the type of ANC that we have is actually the best thing for the ANC. Mm. Uh, they mm. get to... Uh, negotiate with a plethora of political parties with one seat mm. parties etc etc uh, but I think the best way of dealing with that is scenario two mm. mobilizing and organizing the entire coalition yeah. block yeah the other thing I thought um, and I want to put this to you is that there's a potential deal which can be struck mm. which is that we often see coalitions at the moment as just executive coalition so mm. who governs the executive mm. but of course there's also the legislature mm -hmm. at the moment so 
you could live in a world where, okay, there's one coalition which runs the executive mm -hmm. and another group of parties separate mm -hmm. will hold that executive to account yeah. in parliament. So you could say, okay, look, a Action SA, uh, ANC and DA mm -hmm. will govern the executive, mm -hmm. split cabinet and whatever. Mm -hmm. EFF and you know other parties, mm -hmm. you hold us accountable. And in yeah. that way, then you don't have... Um, a weak parliament that just rubber stamps everything like we've yeah. already seen. You actually have a parliament whose incentive is mm. um, yeah, mm. to hold the... That would be a, a very good model for multi-party democracy mm. Uh, mm. In, in the executive and legislative. Yeah. Yeah. So I did not expand a bit on the metros in the event it was ANC, DA and Action SA. Yeah. What that would have meant is that, for an example, Johannesburg uh, is run by, in the executive, the, mm. the ANC, mm. and the uh, in the uh, oversight, the speaker would be taken by a different party. The oversight yeah. will be all different political mm. parties in that mm. space. So that balances that equation as exactly. well. So, so I think that's a, an appropriate uh, mechanism mm. because this uh, single party dominance is not good. We've seen it. Imagine, imagine you have an EFF speaker and you say, okay, mm. you control parliament now. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> now they must keep themselves yeah, in check. Exactly. Then, <laughs> yeah. No. Then their yeah. their strategy and tactics would need to change. Mm, it would need to then uh, orientate themselves in a new mm. reality. Mm. And what does that mean for law and order? Yeah. Yeah. And maintaining decorum. Exactly. So now those who yeah. have challenged that decorum and and practices mm. and what was normal in that environment mm. must now protect that institution exactly. of apartheid as they see that. <laughs> Yo, that would be an interesting. <laughs> Uh, 2024 is going to be it's going to be a fun one. That's for absolutely sure. yeah. no exciting times ahead. Uh, can we talk about your decision to leave the DA? Mm. Um, talk us through just what that was like, mm. how you came to that decision yourself, and um, what it's like to leave one political party mm. and start something new. Mm. It's a difficult uh, process to leave a political party. The last part of leaving a political party, people see, is a physical move. Mm. The, the, you've got the emotional detachment where you go through a lot of changes in the party which then shake your foundation of why you are here mm. because it's tied to aspirations of the party. And then you get the sense that, in my view, I got the sense more so with the Helen Zilla Musi Maimani period. Yeah. And having been a member of the Federal Council and Musi Maimani was leading and building up too, I started to see the bombs being laid for him. Mm. Already a year before elections, already people were starting to say, who will be blamed when we lose seats? Already that was the main thing at every uh, federal council. Mm. And you can see the fractures behind his faction and people he worked with, uh, John Steinhezen and, and the number of people who he put around him to sure. support him and what that meant. Uh, and, 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 and when, and I felt the progressive agenda was still in the center mm. of how do we move society, non-racialism, and move society progressively together. Yeah. And I really felt we were the best chance under that environment. Uh, and, and, and the type of tone the DA had at that stage really resonated with a number of people, gave hope. And even though you still had the issue of a white party tag, you could still sure. respond decisively. Mm. Uh, and how they were really uh, intentional about development of black leaders in a very substantive way. Uh, I, I'm myself one of those. So there's a number of people in my cohort who were really, where the party spent time in thinking carefully about these things. I often think, had you been able to keep that mm. coalition of people together from Mashaba to Dalil, you, Maimane, mm. you would probably be in a position to govern in 2024. Absolutely. Absolutely. You would have won this election. Yeah. Absolutely. I think we would have been in a very strong position mm. But I also felt that um, there were things that we were not privy to mm. that shook the core of these uh, affections. And then what we saw was the manifestations of it and not sure. really understanding, but what is Musi fighting here? Mm. We, we can see there's issues of, is it control? Is he trying to establish himself? Yeah. Is he trying to fundamentally move the party in other direction? And, and uh, you, you see the difficulty that he made. And I was very uh, uh, clear, uh, in my mind, or very suspicious at least, Mm. When you take over a political office uh, and you retain your predecessor's support staff, mm. I, I've got issues there because you must be given the space 
to shape the party. Mm. It, you may make the case that let's stabilize first, later let's integrate. Sure. But when you keep the backbone and your key advisors, mm. so that that person that you took over from is your predecessor still there. So it casts suspicions that is he really himself, is he really leading? Yeah. So that yeah. thing was always present. And unfortunately, he has then to assimilate and prove himself mm. over a period of time. Mm. And the irony is if, if they had just let him be himself. From the onset. Then the party would have been much more popular because suddenly mm. when he was himself, everyone was like, oh, yeah. I like this Musi. I didn't know this was actually Correct. Musi. Correct. Yeah. And now we were all surprised when Musi was saying things that people appreciated. Mm. Uh, so white superiority, uh, supremacies and superiority. Mm. And, and we're saying, hey, <laughs> he can say these things, <laughs> can't he? <laughs> and we're saying, no, 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 but uh, go deeper, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. a, he walks it back immediately. There's pressure. He cowers to pressure. Mm. And then there are moments when you think, no, man, sustain this thing. Yeah. You, you, before you change externally, you must change fundamentally internally mm -hmm. and you as the leader have that responsibility uh, so so that did not happen it ended in a spectacular fashion and I had to question myself and what do I do now because I no longer see myself when I look at the, what this party now has become I no longer have confidence in the leaders and I don't see myself in this party yeah. going uh, to a particular direction I don't I no longer see my path here sure so so what kept me longer than should have was my uh, 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 office, the executive mayor office. So I, I still believe that it was the best thing for me to hold it out for two years mm. and finish what I started, mm. because that's a public record, and their voters uh, really voted uh, for their mayor there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, when I came in as mayor, the majority in 2013 was 53, 54 percent. In 2016, we took it to 59 percent, mm. and when I left, we took it to 63, 62 percent. Mm. So, so Those my are ten some years. Numbers, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. When everyone was going down. Mm. This is the only municipality that's ran by the DA that went yeah. and sustained its trajectory. Even Cape Town dropped a bit. Mm. So that spoke about what we're able to do there. So so for me, it was important to live on, on those bases. Mm. And equally, when I left, it had to be an amicable split, but yeah. very public split, mm. uh, because I'm, I'm preparing for the next chapter of my life. Uh, and we had conversations with John Steen and Helen Ziller, uh, but I'm glad that it reached the type of outcome it did because I was having those conversations because I had started it. Sure. And we, we, never mind whether I'd initiate or they initiate, but mm. something was not closed. And it's difficult for me as a matter of principle to move without closing a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we had those conversations, didn't find each other, and I was happy with how it ended because I was able to move on to the next thing. Mm. And uh, I left Medval, my term ended in Medval, uh, and I had the best time. I mean, that gave me the governance platform and yeah. the foundation for me to learn and be able to, to, to get to this position that I'm in. And I'm forever grateful to the team I worked with, the former colleagues I worked with. And now, but now it's about me as an individual, as a leader, as a responsible adult, what do I do now? Mm. And sometimes people don't appreciate that we may work together for 10 years, I may decide tomorrow to, to move in a different direction. And it's nothing personal. Sure. It's just personal preference mm. and where my life is going. So then I ventured into that space. I no longer felt that the DA represented my aspirations, yeah. uh, that I could continue with them in, in, in that approach, and that they have they can potentially become the alternative for the future. Mm. Uh, Musi, to me, when he was there in Lindy, represented that I, I really felt that uh, so so when their era came to an end it was time for me to look beyond and the first choice for me was business I had some really exciting business offers in the private sector uh, and while I was still applying my mind with those then Action SA came came to the table and we started talking and but before that we've been talking with him for two years mm. he's been trying to recruit me for for that <laughs> period and I said no I must finish what I've started it's a important thing because one thing I battled with as a young person is starting something not finishing starting not finishing it was important for me to finish sure. and break that cycle of starting things not finishing things and for me it was a very important milestone in my mind and to say to myself I've done this thing I mean I was in a space for 10 full years uh, eight of those years as the executive mayor and my record is clean and I've done things that uh, other people are not able to achieve and I've been able to equally leave when I wanted to leave at my at my best period, and and yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate and extremely would be grateful to the DA, to the colleagues, and the residents of Medval really supported me through and through. I mean that relationship is still strong till till this day. 
Well, um, I look forward to further conversations. I think certainly building up to 2024, it'll be interesting to understand your vision for the province, what you believe can be done. Um, but for now, I think we've uh, exploited your time sufficiently. Um, so thanks very much for joining us and all the best for the future. No, thank you so much. I really enjoy these conversations. They're very important. Uh, we, we learn every day and I think it's important for politicians, at least in our breed of politicians in this time and space, to always reflect, be honest with the public, engage the public, even with things that the public don't agree and appreciate. Sure. But the fact that they are able to understand honestly what we are trying to do is very important for me yeah. and how they react, whether they like it or don't but they at least have the opportunity to have their say and i really appreciate this platform gives us those opportunities to speak honestly and share what we really think we appreciate it amen so we'll come and uh, interview you next in the premier's residence uh, there's no longer premier's residence it'll be in the premier's office <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i hear you the Caesar and both welsh experience, experience podcast, podcast. Ay, 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 ay.